Welcome back to another episode of the Zaku Taku Podcast. It's your boys, Jose, Mark, and Garcil chatting it up today. We are joined once again by our homeboy, Gundam Tipico. We'll be talking about Gundam Wing once again. This time, we covered episodes 25 through 36. I'd like to refer over to Garcil now. As always, he will facilitate the discussion for our viewing experience. Dude, how did you not break during that? Holy shit. <laughs> What the fuck was that? <laughs> for that. We'll, we'll send you the reference after. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't know about chills, dude. I don't know what the hell that is. All right, we'll, we'll send it to you after. Right. Dale, dale. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> All right, so this time around, we're going to start things a little bit differently. Uh, let's go, let's start off with talking about the Wing Zero. We, we finally see it in action, fighting other people. And a lot of them refer to it as an evil mobile suit. So what do you guys think about this? This is our first time dealing with an evil mobile suit i said that weird what about the dark gundam so (laughs) okay you know what i want to remove g gundam from my memory right now (laughs) all right all right so the wing zero uh the wing zero so they're referring to it as evil because it manipulates the mind of the pilot um to basically have them always on the offensive no matter who they're fighting so they could be fighting a friend foe they don't care it like blinds them in a in like a cloak of rage i guess i would say and makes them just attack wildly and we saw this when hero gets in the wing zero and starts attacking katra and the doctors and everybody on the station that they were at and we also see it when katra gets in it and attacks hero and troa as well as several colonies. So, uh, in my opinion, it's something that it's an upgrade because it does make them, or appears to make them more effective in combat. But the downside being that they have to get control of the suit and the system before they're able to fully utilize it. So, uh, yeah. I think I think yeah. I cover what I want. So, the zero system also, um, it zero is an acronym and it stands for zoning and emotional range omitted system. Um, and the wiki on that is the zero system was an interface system designed to eliminate human weakness and draw out the full potential of a mobile suit. Um, the zero system analyzes a, a given situation based on the massive amounts of data collected by its various sensors, then transmits multiple possible responses as well as the results directly into the pilot's brain. Um, so yeah, man, that shit makes you a fucking new type pretty much. <laughs> Thank you, Professor Typical. <laughs> I, I for to the whole new type thing. I feel like we're kind of going into what ifs. If a new type was to pilot it, I I feel he a new type would get a lot worse. Oh fuck yeah! A new type would lose his shit in that thing. That new type, a new type would like worse than what Shiraco did to Camille. Oh god, don't remind <laughs> me about that. I was oh, thinking that it had like effects like a cyber new type because it makes people kind of go nutty. Actually, maybe it's not cyber new type could handle it if they're already crazy. True. Yeah, I can see four taking that on and and totally not destroying three or four colonies. <laughs> oh, if it got three or four, <laughs> if it got the little nice boy Catra to blow up some colonies, I don't know. I don't know who's safe. You know, I feel Catra got it probably the least out of everybody else. It, he was just going after colonies, but he was still somewhat in control. He he was having people evacuate. Yeah, but, but it seems like it, it seems like it kicks in everyone's like it you're just chilling for a bit and then after a battle or like after you take out three or four suits, then that shit starts kicking in because it does have to um 
analyze the data it's receiving before it starts like just bombarding your 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 psyche and your brain with all that information and say okay i've understood what's going on now this is how we're going to adjust and and make sure that we don't blow up this wing zero no but it'll blow up everything else around you fuck yeah uh, the zero system is just kind of hard to understand at the moment but it's interesting i'll give it that i kind of was like oh go ahead mark oh no 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 i was just go ahead oh well i'll I was just going to say that it kind of made me think that it's like a a little bit of a little test type of thing. Like it doesn't make it super easy for everybody to just like go in there and be like God mode, you know? Um it it made me think of like it puts its pilots through like some kind of some kind of swamp on Dagobah from Star Wars type of shit where you see stuff that kind of just makes you want to like throw hands or throw sabers or throw beams or whatever. And uh I don't know. It was really cool seeing that kind of stuff. I feel like it's interesting to see the mental strain and everybody basically getting caught up in like a freaking Sukuyome and just going nuts. So I thought that was pretty cool to see in comparison to like the other things that we've seen in the series so far. Yo, I love Jose's references, even if I don't understand them. (laughs) (laughs) I think the best part about the Zero System is that uh, the Wonder Boy hero can't master it and use it immediately. Like, he's even under the effects of it, and he knows that he is. So I think that's uh, that adds an interesting dynamic, because so far he's kind of been just, like, superhuman, and, and this but puts a little damper on that. But that's just him surviving giant falls and... Bending steel bars with his bare hands. Yo, a- any any 14-year-old can do that, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, the professors kind of allude to that, where they're saying... I remember when they're with um, Hito and Katra, um, right when they're with the Trace Faction guys, and they're saying, like, hey, like you guys are perfect soldiers to an extent, but there's still a level that you have not reached which was it was interesting and very shonen where they're like you have to be uh, the perfect soldier in order to win this war or whatever it is that they were kind of alluding to um and it seemed like they knew that the zero system was coming and for you guys to do and accomplish your mission you have to master the zero system or at least one of you has to and we all know hero is going to be the one protag Yeah. It's, it's literally an upgrade to his own suit. Yeah. But can I bring up real quick? I feel that Hero has been in his Gundam the least. Yes. Out of every all out of the rest of the pilots and of like any other hero that we've seen. He hasn't oh, impressed yeah. me. He hasn't impressed me. No, he he hasn't done anything crazy. I feel like the other characters are well well I, I guess we'll dabble into that when we get when we get we get into Hero specifically, but um right. I'm gonna have a lot to say on if, him. But if if yeah. if the wing zero was well, Hero's squ- girlfriend then he'd be getting cucked over and over again. Like, hey, you know, this one, you know, all up in here. Not you. And then another. And then another. <laughs> but yeah. Who else is uh, pilot the wing gundam besides Troa? Is, is there somebody else? Uh, yeah, the regular wing wing gundam, nobody's really piloted aside from Troa. The wing zero, everybody's had a dabble at that. Well, that shit is up for grabs. Like, Catra yeah. made that shit. He don't know what's going on. Like, he just was like, look, I... Just last time we talked about how it was just like a, a 3D printed Gundam, pretty much. But yeah, he made that shit and dr- he left it over there with Oz or whatever, and it's up for grabs. It's with Zex now, and let's see so, how it passed along. What I didn't understand is that okay, th- this thing looks l- identical to the wing, like almost except for the wing, like little feather things in the back on the backpack. It almost looks identical to the wing. Why did he not mention that? He just he doesn't say anything about how it, it 
is basically his suit just yeah, upgraded. Mentioned that. No. Everybody like, he's still like zero oh. or they know that it's the wing zero. But they never you know, said like, hey, saw, that looks like heroes. If I saw that thing, someone brought that to me, I'd be like, Oh, oh cool, you swapped the backpack out of my own suit. But he's like, No, that's not mine. Mine's on mine's on Earth still. So. I'm like, What? That thing looks identical. Did yeah, put those two yeah go ahead go for it go for it oh i was gonna say if you put if you bought me two toys one's a wing zero and one's a a wing and put them in front of me i would think they were the exact same thing with like an attachment yeah as like a a 12 year old kid back when this shit like first aired on tsunami i had no i thought catcher rolled up in the wing gundam i had no idea this was a whole different suit it looks it exactly just how you said exactly like the wing gundam it's not too much of a variation there um it takes like a double take for you like wait a second this isn't wing on them this is something different um and they say they kind of say like oh it's a different suit what's you know this is a new model um but yeah like at first glance you're like wait a second i'm looking at the same thing but it's slightly different is that one thing you look at and you know that it's off but you can't tell right away right all right so let's talk a bit about the epion new suit looks cool as hell at least i think it looks cool as hell as an infinite in some fighting game we we couldn't decide on which one (laughs) it's it's endless duel I think that's cool. cool. I think it is. That's the 95 Super Nintendo one. But I think it also has an infinite in PlayStation's Battle Assault 2, which was the American version. Uh, the Japanese, I think, is Battle Assault 3. So the Epion basically looks like a modified wing, at least off of the head and like few few differences. It's just a modified wing. And Hero Pilots, it. That, that, that was one of the surprising things. I knew about the Epion going into the series. I was not expecting Hero to pilot it first. I could say the same about Ketra fi- piloting the Wing Zero, but... That, That's a Maxibus, though. Yeah, I, that, just, that just lets us know that he pilots it, not that he piloted it first. Maxibus, man. <laughs> Either or. With the spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Either or, it's another evil Gundam. It actually looks apart this time around. I, I was... Uh, listen, I don't pay attention very often to the, the series D- does it also have the zero system or like does it have like a variant of it because it also the does the same thing. really i think that's what it said when it was like booting up when, you, when hero booted it up i'm pretty sure it said epion system not not zero system but it's so probably just the zero it, right? system so the trays just straight up make this yes uh it seemed like he like he probably probably 3d printed it just like catch up but yeah so so, so yeah so the epion does have this exact same system it's the zero system um they don't really talk about how it got to the epion how trays had access to that data or whatever yeah so it doesn't really make sense for that point um epion does look dope but in this episodes we've seen it so far because we only went up to 36 i don't know something about its upfront view with his ears out kind of makes it look a little dumb to me like so oh, far dude I'm so glad I wasn't the only like one. When, yeah. right, right at the right at the last episode when it was showing, it was showing right right up front. I was like, why does this look weird? Yeah, it's the ears, man. It's the fucking it's the ears. ears. I'm like, why? Yeah, why does what's what was this angle? Like, why did they keep showing it in this angle up front with his ears all the way out like a stupid ass dwarf or elf or whatever? Man, I was like, damn, man, this thing. As much as I love this suit, it's it's not. It's not defending my honor right now. Not defending my honor. I'll run it. Yeah. But um, to keep going on the Epion, what I do love about the Epion the most is that it has a lack of projectile, any type of like, um, you know, weapons, um, projectile weapons, long range weapons, things like that. It's just a heat rod, um, the heat 
yeah, the heat rod whip and as well as the beam saber, the fucking big ass, badass beam saber. Uh, and that's just because of Trey's stance. He leaves Oz, he leaves the Rovenfeller Foundation because it's like, hey, you guys are playing games with war. Like war is not a game. People have to lose their lives in order to in order for war to make sense. If if no one's losing their life, if there's no bloodshed in war, then we're just like playing around and, and just joking around with each other. Um there's beauty in, in life and there's beauty in, in death and there's beauty in um seeing and reflecting on the death of the sacrifices that soldiers make for cu- countries and and you know establishments to continue forward um so that he creates the epion as a symbol of that like we're going on this mobile doll route but the epion is an is is an opponent of that it's fighting against that because it's a a close range Gundam and it will get in your fucking face and destroy you despite whatever you got. Let it touch you or put you in an infinite, right? That's right, man. You ain't coming out. In the corner, <laughs> bro. In that, the corner. It's got, it's got that beaded sex whip. It's not oh <laughs> really. <laughs> now we know what Jose's into. Yo, Jose's There's like something this. inherently wrong with you. <laughs> Chopping up Virgos with fucking anal beads. Damn, destroying them Virgos. <laughs> Mark, keep it, keep it, keep it, Mark. <laughs> I'm keeping it. I'm not deleting any of this. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> okay, I, I think that's enough for the Epion. But typical, typical brought up the uh, the mobile dolls. So let's go ahead and cover those real quick. So, uh, yeah, the Virgos. This, this is the. Uh, this is the one I was waiting to see because it's the same uh, horoscope as me. Uh, can't say I'm not. I dis- uh, can't say I'm disappointed. Uh, it, it, it's basically t- it takes both the Mercurius and the Bay Eight's designs. Well, the ma- the main design. It's a uh, big, bulky. <laughs> I'm not gonna say the rest of what I wanted to say. It's big. <laughs> it's bulky. It has some giant ass cannon, and it has those little uh, mirror shield things for the Mercurius head. I think it looks cool. I I do think the head is dumb. I I, I liked the Leo heads when we first started watching it. Now it's kind of looking dumb to me. It's got a. It's got the dumb cat ears too. as the Epion. I was noticing as well. Oh, and dumb! My, it? I don't think I did. I don't think I noticed that. I was noticing that too. I was like, what is up with the ears on the Virgo? Like I never noticed that before. And now I'm like, yeah, these are. Like it's kind of looking a little elfy to me, um, but I do I do love um, what it is. It's it has it's yeah, like you said, incorporating the Bay and the Mercurius together into one suit. It's mobile dolls. But one thing that I noticed now watching this is that yo, they couldn't give a Virgo to your top like lieutenants and commanders in, in Oz like everybody's still just using Leo why weren't <laughs> they why weren't they giving Virgos like the Virgo is legit a mobile doll like it cannot be piloted by a human being at all because like fuck who I'm gonna do with a Virgo with a, with a Leo when there's a Virgo around that can still be operated and it has all these dope ass improvements like it's a top of the line mobile suit I don't want this old ass Leo that has been going around I mean we're only like we're only like six months into the, the whole thing but yeah this shit is old I want this Virgo yeah, I feel right now they're testing it out, and then like as soon as it's like, oh yeah, we can just we can conquer the world with these. They'll slowly start uh, pulling back soldiers and then having them operate it remotely. Doesn't that bitch Rumple still skin though? Doesn't he like? Wasn't he all? Uh, machine is better than man soldiers. And he has like a massive boner over them or something. Uh, what's his name? The freaking guy with the 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 Lord Farquaad hair that freaking shot Lady Un. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> dude, what are the references today, dude? <laughs> Lord Farquaad. Uh, 
the designer for the mobile dog. I forget. I forget his name. It's like I'm Ooh, thinking him. Tome or something, isn't it? I don't know why, but Jamitov is coming to mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking Jamitov. It's not his name, but it's like he should be named Jamitov as well. Anyway, the the chief designer or whatever isn't he always like uh, bitching and moaning about like oh we gotta get the the people out of there and make machine the machines fight for us all the time. He's like super proud of them and he just he he thinks they're unstoppable when they've been getting like pooped on. Oh, he's a designer, so yeah, he's gonna want his design to be out there. So I like how they keep like crashing him. Not have any kind of yeah. <laughs> he doesn't seem like the type to be like ever giving them any of the goods he's just like no fuck you guys you guys get the old outdated shit if you want to be out there machines for life yeah i don't know i'm trying to figure out i don't know he a bitch (laughs) we're all trying to figure out his name (laughs) tubarov okay okay because I was like, I, I'm pretty sure I, I also thought that his name was Jamitov, but I can't remember why. And now it's because his name is Tubarov. I kept thinking of him as Jamitov. <laughs> yes, they have the same. It ends the same way. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that guy's well, trash. You fucking shot Lady Un. Like, screw that dude, bro. Did he, Lady Un deserved it. Yeah, I know you guys. But... <laughs> <laughs> wait, so she. Oh, did wait, that, that was right? this batch of episodes, wasn't it? I don't. It? When she came back, I was confused because I thought it looked like she came back too, but then I haven't seen her. So yeah, I only saw her for like one scene. It was like a dramatic entry. Trace is like talking about the Epion, and then she like walks in the room with a, with a white flower instead of a re- uh, red one. On the subject of that scene, Trace does say my love. So, uh, yeah, he was probably hitting him. Huh? That's what I said last time. <laughs> he, he loves her. She her. loves him. And then, uh, at least we know he, she's still alive. Very loves bloodshed. Maybe that's why they made the uh, the whip for the Epion. Maybe maybe it was in some sort of act that he tra- Trace got the idea. Yeah. Right, Mark, I expected better from you. When I saw her jacket on the chair with the bullet hole, I felt very, very Quattro with the Hayaku Shiki in the open hatch. Like, oh, he's still alive. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is showing that Lady Un is still alive, too. That's very Zeta Gundam right there. Cool. Yeah, I feel like really? Wing is, Wing is, yeah, Tubarov, Jamitov, Catatonic it's States, free. you know. It's free. Is free from uh, <laughs> homie knows bullshit, so she might actually be dead. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Either or, let's let's finish off the mobile suit subject by saying, uh, "Rest in peace, Mercurius and Bay Ace." I liked you guys. Uh, right, the, hey. that, wait, the replacement doesn't have doesn't it have like like those the boosters on its butt cheeks or something? Virgo. Yeah, I was like Does looking it? at it. I was like, "Where's the?" Where's the pack where like that it uses to fly? Because it didn't look like it was on its back, but then it has like two giant holes like where the butt would be. So I was like, is that how it flies? It farts. The machine. It doesn't doesn't throw out oh. gas. Pass gas. No, I think it has boosters in the back. It has like um, what's it called? Boosters like the uh. Does it have the dick booster like a toggies? Yeah, it has the toggies one. <laughs> oh, so it has the ass and the dick boosters. <laughs> Yes. I still expected better from you. It has the oh, thigh boosters. Oh, oh, you're gonna do that to me now? <laughs> Yo, look, it has the thigh boosters like the Mercury's of the VA, and it has the bag boosters like the Toggies. It was ripping off everybody. It has the ugly Leo head <laughs> with, with ears. Don't forget the ears with the Epi on ears. Like <laughs> yeah. that shit. Yo, they was they was ripping everybody. Yo, this shit is a fucking just a melting pot of all the suits we've seen. This makes me think of that new Overwatch character. The old guy oh. with the big ass suit and the huge arms. What? <laughs> I, think you just, I think you just lost everyone there. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Maybe somebody will get will what? understand. What is with these references? <laughs> 
All right. Either or, let's let's go ahead and check in with the boys. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and start out with Wu Fei. He he has had probably the least amount of screen time, which I'm somewhat sad considering how he started off. He has probably the most room to grow, mm-hmm. but he just he's not given that option. Do he, we know he, why that? fucking colony blew up his home colony yeah do we know why yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. Didn't really given him did they give a reason i didn't fucking get that yeah no they, his, they, his they taught him much. a lesson yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Heard> it, everyone <laughs> yeah his, yes. his clan his master pretty much just self-destructed the colony i was like all right he'll learn from this let's all commit <laughs> mass suicide and just teach him a lesson for this whole fucking colony, man. How many people? What's the population of a colony, bro? A lot. A whole lot. <laughs> that guy was so creepy. <laughs> he was creepy. Wufei say- has the most reasons to grow, but he he's not getting the screen time to grow. He doesn't yeah. learn any lesson. He doesn't learn any lesson. He literally is the same. Like he sees uh, Zex, and he's like, "I'm going to defeat you." And then Zex is like, no, dude, chill. I just want to talk. He's like, no, you can talk when you beat me. And he's like, dude, your, your buddies just blew themselves up for you to learn something. And you didn't. You're still the same person. I feel at this point, he should be more willing to work with people. But it's just. He's a, he's a true warrior. Yeah, it's still there. But I will say he is still better than where he started. So I. Uh, the only complaint I have for him is that he's not getting the screen time that he sh- he should have to grow. Yeah, and not for nothing, man. Like, screw his episode, the return of Wu Fei, the return of Troa Barton, motherfuckers. Like, Troa, we finally saw come back, and he didn't get a title name for that episode. That fuck that, man. I was pissed at that. <laughs> well, maybe uh, maybe he'll be he'll, uh, Wu Fei will have his time to shine because it seems like everyone's getting an arc with Hero. Like, we had Duo at first, then Troa, then Catra, and Wufei's the only one that hasn't gotten it, and I'm, I don't, I don't expect him to get it one. <laughs> just we have 13 I, episodes left, Mark. I don't. I don't, I don't expect it, but, you know, it could happen. Wait till Endless Waltz. Alright, well, I'm just gonna put it Holy out there. Holy fuck, why? Sucks. I don't know. just fucking sucks, dude. He's a bad character. He, I'm gonna, it's over. We're more than halfway through the series. He hasn't done shit. He just, he hasn't changed. He hasn't grown. He just. No, he's around. changed. He's he like, has he just, no, he just wants to. Like, oh, in, in, fair, in, fair, in fairness, he has time. not. He has not dealt with no. other women. So, uh, he, he's yeah. just trash. Yeah. He's gonna. He's gonna be a virgin for life. He's the one. He's the only one that's just. He's just the one that's just fucking around. And he's like, okay, we, we got Duo Maxwell. He's working it. He's tr- he, you know he's moving on somewhere. We got um freaking Troa. You know he went back to his old squeeze and then has some other new dynamic happening. It's like a sweet home Alabama type of thing going on. But uh, and then oh, and then what do what is with these references? Let him go. Let him go. Let him try. I'm loving this. <laughs> okay. And then and then we got what hero? He, he's uh you know he's in love with his anything. Honestly, like he's just he's dedicated to his cause and he's he's obviously gonna get at Relena. Like whether you know whether it's official or not there's something going on there he you know he's gonna eventually it's gonna happen in some way whether it's a it's a you know uh hit it and quit it type of deal or you know he like puts a ring on it or something i don't know but at least he's got something and then we got all around both you know but both of them yeah like they both got something going on (laughs) and then we got this we got this freaking uh virgin for life wufei can't even talk to a girl without insulting her he hasn't even gotten the (laughs) chance to he hasn't even 
tried to give himself the chance to. He's just hanging out. He's just like freaking trying to give people the, you know, like he was about to, he was training with that one guy at the temple or whatever the shit. And then um, he trips him or he dodges his move and he's about to give him the people's elbow and, and he's just brooding and bitching. And then he, he's so desperate for anything that his freaking peeps are trying to, no, they straight up destroyed the colony for no reason because they're like this bitch needs to learn a lesson and he didn't learn shit dude he's freaking trash he's, a, he's, <laughs> he's just a bad character dude he's there we're more than halfway through the series there's nothing good to say about him there at, at best the only things that i have to say about him are like meh he's kind of getting better he started off with an f minus through that first part that we did then uh fucking the last part that we did was a like a d minus no, no, it was like an F plus. And then this one's like a D minus. Like, this guy just is ass, dude. There's that nothing good improvement. about him. That is improvement. failing. It's But he's still shit, dude. He's still freaking crap. He's just... There's nothing good about him. There's nothing memorable about his character other than him being a little bitch. <laughs> just, oh, he's God. the worst. There's nothing. Like, oh, this, you this, candela, yo. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of have to piggyback off that and say that I totally agree. If anyone says that they like um, Wu Fei, I don't believe them. I believe that they like the design of the Shenlong and the Ultron, maybe, but definitely yeah. not Wu Fei as a character. I I can't see anyone actually liking him. He is utter trash. Ow, he hasn't yeah. gained. He hasn't developed like he should have. I feel like the writers wrote in, oh, we need five dudes. Or how many is there? Five, right? We need five dudes. And yeah, there's five. Four? Four. It's five. Five. Yeah, it's five. We need five <laughs> We have we five dudes. We talked about that in the first episode that Wu means five. <laughs> All right. All right. We have five dudes. Super the writers were like, we. <laughs> The writers said we need five. Then they were like, okay, well, you know, we got Duo. He's cool. Uh, Catra, he's also, ni- he's cool and nice. Troa, he's got, he's interesting, but he's also, you know, he's, he's nice as well. He's cool. He's a bro. And then we got Wu Fei. All right, well, let's write him in as a dick and then eventually he'll be cool. And then they forgot about him and they forgot about him and they forgot about him and they sprinkled him in. Oh, yeah, he exists. But then they, like, I don't understand why he's even there. He doesn't do anything. He's not even cooperating with everybody else. He's, like, purposefully being antagonistic towards everything. And I I don't like him. I don't like him at all. I, the Shenlong Gundam is sick looking, but Wu Fei is trash. You know, yeah, he's you guys edge, saying all that. Edgelord bitch. Uh, he's she shit. <laughs> He is, dude. He's like a redditor. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Shikamaru ass looking bitch. He's just <laughs> sucking paint all the time. Este, este way no más está mamándola, dude. He's trash. Oh, go with the Spanish oh, shit. Oh, yeah, bro. That was a, that was a Naruto reference, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Going off of what you guys just said, it, it is possible they literally just put him in because they had the design for the Ultron and the Shenlong was like, oh, we need somebody for this. Just throw him in. Because the way they're building up Zex kind of makes it like he should have been the fifth character. Exactly, right? Wu Fei's trash. I've never, I've never thought of Wu Fei like you guys. I just thought like, yeah, Wu Fei's there. He's got the Shenlong. He's got the Ultron. He does his thing. But yeah, like now, like seeing him is just, eh, he's not. And I, yo, a lot of people love that dude. But you're right. It's, it's, it's just a fucking Gundam. It's just those two dragons on the arm. It's uh, those two dragons are sick though. They fucking badass, yeah. bro. He got he got the he got the wings too, and he changes colors. He goes goes from blue to green. Like it's a dope fucking it's a dope mobile suit, but it's a dope Gundam. But yeah, yeah man, his character. So, I mean, even though there's a couple episodes left, man. It's you know you do a lot, you do a lot of growing. He might he might he might surprise you guys at the end. You never know. But yeah. I mean, like just I don't know how far we're well, into did... the series. We you can't look at him through the course of the whole thing and be like, hey, he was a good character. 
character. Like objectively, he's just not a good character. <laughs> no, not like, yet. He no. can stick. Yeah, he can stick some kind of landing, and he can. We can end up being like, you know, he was all right in the end. But that's like the best thing we will ever have to say about him. He was all right in the end. That makes sense. Just, just watch, yeah, dude. Was, just watch. He's gonna be the one to master the zero system and tell everybody how to do it. <laughs> dude, he's a stri- he's a straight virgin for life. Fuck him. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I can totally, I can totally see him being like, yo, that was the shit y'all was fucking complaining about. That fucking system, that was, that was mad easy, bro. I said, I, I asked who's my enemy. It showed me a picture of Trey's, and I was like, yeah, I knew this. Problem, uh, buddy. He's such a dick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's yeah, let's go ahead and move on. I was looking forward to him get his his ass getting handed to him by freaking sex marquis. He's just a little bitch. I mean, it happened already. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's see. Let's let's see what's going on. All right, let's go ahead and talk about more beloved character. Let's go, let's talk about Troa. Yeah. So Troa was a bro to the end, and yeah. in quotation marks, and in quotation marks, he pretty he was willing to sacrifice himself just so Katra could come back to his senses and be be willing to fight with Hero. Uh... <sighs> So what happens with Troa is it's somewhat of a trope in series where the guy ends up having amnesia. It, it's it's just such a dumb trope. He's pretty much now po- uh, has PTSD. He's he's slowly remembering things, but he doesn't want to. So like we we see him in a more vulnerable state, which uh okay yeah maybe there's some growth there, but I I just don't like the amnesia trope. Oh. Typical, he's your boy, so what do you think about the amnesia? I mean, I get I get your stance on the trope. Um, it was like the first time I've ever seen it, so I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, I, I guess in fairness, yeah, if, if it's the first time, if it's your first time, it's more forgiving, but... <laughs> Remember, seeing, yeah. yeah, it's 1995, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's 1995. We're what? We're what? Like, uh... This is one of the first. I would say... Can, it came out came out in 2000 2000 it came, didn't it? yeah it yeah, came out in 2000 in the states to 1995 in japan right i was six so uh yeah <laughs> the first time i saw it it was fine yeah so i'll talk about first of all that hito versus catra episode a lot happens there first um troy troy is the man troy is always going to be the man troy saved hito's fucking life all right catra shoots at hito straight point blank that was going to take hito out i don't give a damn if the mercury is in the bay or made out of gandanium that was like like the last shot that would have taken Hito out. Troy just swooped in with his fucked up suit and took the bullet for Hito, saving Hito's life. And not only saving Hito's life, but sacrificing himself to bring Catra back, knowing that, hey, look, Catra, you, what you're doing is wrong. We're still fighting the good fight. Come back to us. So he's sacrificing himself. Hito being the dick that he is. I know you guys kind of like been complaining about Wu Fei this whole time, but I'm seeing Hito in a whole nother light in this in this viewing because it's like, yeah, Hito is a protagonist and shit, but as soon as Troy gets shot, the first thing Hero do does is go over to to troll his V8, open up the hatch and take out the gun and shoot at fucking Catra instead of saying, yo, he does say, Troa, the fucking suit is going to explode. Get the fuck out. But he does not lose an opportunity to take the shot. And I'm like, Hero, what are you doing, bro? Open up your hatch and say, Troa, get out. Hop into my shit. Get the fuck out of there. Like, he just gives him a warning. Like, yo, it's going to blow up. Whatever you do out there, I, I, I did my part. I, I, I warned you after this is on your fucking life. But like, yo. And, and, and then... After, and then whatever he he blows up and then he has the amnesia and shit but he blows up and then the, the fight between Hiro and Katra continue and then Katra is like oh my god we gotta go save Choa we gotta go tra- save Choa if not he's gonna die and then Hiro just like yeah and you killed him Hiro you had a fucking opportunity to save Choa as well that shit is on your hands too do not fucking put that shit on Katra by himself yes Katra pulled the trigger but you you let the motherfucker die too so relax there but 
I do like the amnesia thing and 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 let's I mean he survived he survived that attack from Wing Zero, the Buster rifle, took that shit to the face, survived it. Um guess the amnesia thing, we see him come back. I think it's good character not necessarily character development, but we're seeing a different side of Troa with the amnesia because he's coming back to a part where he's more in tune with his emotion. He's grown up and become this soldier, but now he's his amnesia wiped out all the way and he's given a clean state slate and he's able to create a brotherly, sisterly relationship with somebody. He has that opportunity. And I do love that because Troa deserves that. Troa is a good, kind-hearted, hardworking individual. <laughs> And he he deserves he deserves happiness. And if he has a family member, and he's seeing that he and she's and Catherine's legit. Catherine loves him. She's taking him as his own as his own sibling. Um, whether that's true or not, we don't know. But it's you know she's she's there for him, and that's beautiful. Typical. I hate how how frequently you can change my opinion about things. <laughs> has it happened before? I don't think I don't. I feel like I have no, that. with Relena when you were explaining, we were all shit talking Relena during the first part, and then you just brought up like, hey, she's misunderstood. She's doing this and this. Is this first time this things have happened? Well, like you know what? He's right. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. I should have gone into politics then, motherfucker. Like I should. I would have been all right. I like how we can change your mind about characters like Wu Fei as well. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never cared for Wu Fei, so I was like, whatever. Like, I never thought that his his Gundam was particularly great. I was like, all right, it's fine. But yeah, like Wu Fei was just always like a side character. I mean, I always focused on Troa, but um, yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys going off on Wu Fei? Yeah, I'm like, damn, this dude is a piece of shit. But um, I'm like, what what's going on with you guys and Wu Fei? It's happening with me and Hito, man. Like, I don't like, I've lost a lot of respect for that mother- that dude, man. Yo, Let me change your mind real quick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm open all right. ears. All right, all right. all right, no, hold on. I was saving Hero for last, but let's just go ahead and go into Hero. Yeah, I'm. I'm not really liking him. Like, I, I, I can see the change. I can see that he's being somewhat more friendly, at least with uh, Ketra after he stu- he was blaming him for the death of Troa. But uh, it, it is hard to like him. I throw him onto honestly. I do want to like hero because there are moments where he is not that bad bad of a guy and he does seem helpful but uh, again there are times where he's literally blaming some dude for killing their friend when he could have easily have saved him he hasn't impressed me in a suit like he sucks in the wing gun though. he sucks in it all he does is point and shoot that goddamn busted rifle he did a couple things in the mercurius and he fucking slayed in the epion and i'm like finally we get to see this amazing pilot that hero dk is but he hasn't done anything wild besides shoot like fucking slash down an entire shuttle of pacifist like but apart from that he's only been like running and gunning pretty much he's not doing he got shot in the fucking leg in the wing gun them he was out dude you have boosters get up and shoot like you can fly dude what do you mean you can't get up what is happening here i was like i don't get i don't get hito i don't get the love for hito yet uh, hopefully at once like now we're seeing him like do some wild shit in epion and I'm excited to see what he does with, you know, in the future. But, like, finally we get to see what he should be as a pilot. It is definitely different seeing Hero not be some ace pilot in his mobile st- Even though we're, we're constantly told that he's, like, some great pilot. Compared to, like, past series that we've watched where, like, they get into the suit and they're, like, immediately able to know what to do. Seeing Hero not do that, even though he is a specifically, specially trained soldier to do all this stuff. He he has more experience than other pilots from the other Gundam series, but he just takes L after L for 
almost every little thing, but I still want to like him. Want to being the keyword. Fucking okay. tag, man. Uh, I don't know. What are you gonna say, Mark? Are you gonna say something nice? <laughs> you were. You did want to change Deepakul's mind, didn't you? <laughs> right, so I guess I'll go. <clears throat> All right. So, so I I come in. I came into wing. I came into wing with v- clips of Hero Yui saying like "I'll kill you" and saying stupid stuff like that. And I thought this man was one of the worst. Um, it's a trope of character. Like, we got Setsuna, we got Mikazuki August from, you know, IBO. And they all have this same, like, kind of stoic for the mission, by the mission kind of attitude. And I, I'm always, I always like those characters. I don't know why. I just, I just do. I tend to um, just like them because they usually have a backstory that fits like it makes it make sense here we don't get a backstory for all yet yet and i don't think we do i think it's probably a manga thing but since we're not taking into account those things we don't have a lot to go off of so we don't have a lot to sympathize with in that regard but i can say that for me personally i've seen a lot of growth in hero not like as a pilot i don't like that is second to me in terms of whether or not i like a character because tpk's right he just just point and shoot the gun and, and that's all he really does he hasn't really done anything impressive. But what he has impressed me with is like how they're they're writing a character that is so brainwashed. Cause that's what he is. Like all the other characters they have, except for Wufei, all the other characters they have like a pe- like heart, like duo, tra, you know, we've seen it. Catra definitely. Hero feels like he was brought up as a weapon designed to be a weapon and lives his life as a weapon so when those like little cracks break through his character to me that's significant like even even little ones like for example when relina says if you help me out i will find troa for you and he he's about to leave and he doesn't want to you know put up with her even though he kind of does because he's got a feeling for her but he like he stays and him staying even though he doesn't say much of anything, is kind of implying that he do- he cares a lot about Troa enough to put aside the mission that he was assigned, which is what he is programmed to put first, and instead put the well-being of his friend over the mission. And he also him, you know, actively thinking like we get little moments where he's thinking like what would what would Relina do in this situation, or is Relina putting in more of an effort for peace than I am? And stuff like that. It's just showing that he is thinking about things other than the mission. And he even says, like, why am I thinking about this? Like, I'm not supposed to be thinking about this. I'm supposed to be thinking about doing what I need to do. But, and I think him thinking on his own is a significant improvement in my eyes to his character from the beginning where he was literally about to commit suicide because they caught him. So, I don't know, seeing him become more of an actual person instead of like this, like a doll, essentially, is making me sympathize with him a little bit more probably than I guess you guys are. Um, but yeah, he still sucks as a pilot. <laughs> That was, that, that, your mind. that was beautifully played. No, he is opening up. I mean, yeah, like opening up to Relina, and that's that's good to see. Like she says, you know, uh, the whole thing with Troa, and then when she's like, "Hey, do me a favor. If you're gonna leave, please let me know before you go." And he's like, nah, "I'll give you a heads up before I I leave the Saint Kingdom." And he's like, "There, he's in the Saint Kingdom for Relina. Like he's not there for Catra. He's not there for Noin. He's not there for anyone else but for her. Couldn't care less. And you know, if it was any other country, he would have bounced a long time ago. But he's there for her. So yeah, definitely." 
ultimately he is opening up as a human being his heart um and that's beautiful to see but i just i just can't get over the fact that this dude literally has not done anything to impress me as a pilot great character development but um uh, I'm, I'm just glad i'm glad he finally got the epi on sweet shit yeah but how long is he gonna get the epi on uh, no spoilers i don't know <laughs> yeah i, I, don't, I, actually... I don't know it's like uh, <clears throat> i'm assuming he's killing trays in the epi on at the last episode isn't that what happened <laughs> What are you gonna say, Jose? Oh, I was just gonna say, um, there's a few things that I like about him too. Like that uh I was you know, I didn't I never really thought I didn't have many preconceived notions coming into the series so much so. Um so I was completely open to possibly liking him and being sympathetic towards his character and you know i'm pleasantly surprised to see that i'm actually kind of starting to like him uh he you know he does have that kind of dick mentality but like you said pretty much everything that mark said summarized like everything that i could think of perfectly well and just a bunch of little sayings that he says uh you know they kind of stick with me i like them like if everything has gone crazy then i'll believe in myself and keep fighting like he's really starting to come into his own being like putting his own like personal feelings as he always used to he always used to say like you know it's good to act on your emotions to every other character but he wouldn't take his own advance his own advice basically so to see that actually kind of start to happen is really nice and it's showing different shades of his character the ones that we didn't think that existed when um when that professor guy said like oh he's actually a kind boy you know we were just kind of laughing snootily like <laughs> fucking yeah right but you know he's actually making decent strives like towards being a somewhat kind person he has he even has like a little thing that you know a little moment that he's talking to Catra about like he's he's chilling and playing with some dogs and he's actually smiling uh, and he even like recognizes that the dogos you know they kind of have like a sense to like get a pick up on kindness basically and compliments Katra for being nice and starts saying that like you know that's an important thing to have and he just can't get past the the fact that fighting is all he can do as he says so seeing that he starts to think more on his own and and evolve in terms of his own like personal being is really a nice thing to see and it's fleshing out his character more in a lot of ways that i really appreciate so uh yeah it, it's he's just he's just veering away from being that only the mission equals the order and the order equals he does it and you know very linear in that way you know having all that come from both of you who were kind of shitting on hero hero before we started watching wing it, it, it's kind of cathartic <laughs> Uh, he you know he actually is kind of reminding me a little bit of domon like in the just domon's less dickish and you know heroes he's dickish turned up to 11 but <laughs> uh and extreme um but he's just like fleshing out his his own personal feelings more and more and that's like the biggest struggle that domon had to deal with in g because you know he was very one track minded too at one point not so much to the extent that he was like a robot like a like hero but i mean i don't know i i feel like i can see some similarities between them and it's just like two different sides of the same coin so it's really interesting to see this kind of journey play out for this character he's a man who's ill at ease and knows only how to fight exactly <laughs> <laughs> I like the I like exactly the comparison I with I like the comparison with Setsuna and Mikazuki August. I think that's that's that was a dope comparison and we keep seeing this this trope in Gundam play like Hiro was kind of pretty much the first dude and then we're seeing it in Setsuna again and we're seeing it in Mikazuki and in IBO and it's probably something we're going to see again in maybe 4 or 5 years and that's that's pretty dope. Hiro's a trend. Yeah. Yeah, and he, I think maybe I think they they realize that those kind of characters they do need something to 
anchor them to the audience because because if you just throw a character like that out there there's a high likelihood that nobody's gonna like them because they don't have any we don't know why they're acting like that and i think that's one of the main reasons why at first i was like oh hero he's a piece of trash i don't i'm not gonna like this guy like what is he like why is he a dick and up I still don't know why, like, and I don't think they ever in this series are going to tell me why, because we're so far along. But I feel like if we did have a backstory to him, it might be a little easier to sympathize with him. And I think that's what they kind of did with um, Setsuna and Mika, which we'll get into later down the line. But, (laughs) but, but it does help to like flesh that flesh them out and actually realize why they're the way they are. But with Hero, we don't get that. Why? Why is he a dick? So, um, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. I think Gundam Wing was was cut short. I think they should have made it like I out of all the series, it should have been the longest one because they do kind of rush it a bit with the explanations and they don't really give a lot of like feedback and and flashbacks and why they are who why why they are the way they are and how they become this person. And yeah, I think Gundam Wing should have been like maybe a hundred to one hundred and fifty episodes to really flesh everything out for everybody because it does give us a lot of questions and there's a lot of there's answers out there we gotta go and look for it and i don't think that's 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 cool yeah that's kind of why we're currently sticking away from you know going into the manga because this is how people the normal average person would consume this is not you know going and looking up the background of each character before they watch the show or after even after probably they're just gonna watch it and that's kind of what we're what we're looking at it, it's like, what are they presenting to us initially? Like, what are we supposed to know? Because what they're showing us is what's important. I shouldn't have to look up the uh, extra media to be able to fully enjoy the, the show. So, it, yeah, like you presented a background for Duo and that background made a lot of sense and kind of gives, it adds to his character overall and his personality. And if we would have got that in the show, it probably would have been helpful. But especially for somebody like Hero, who, we, who has such a, difficult and attitude towards everything to know why that is would be would be nice yeah and i think that's what they try to do in glory of the losers which is the new latest manga that came out for gundam wing they wanted to kind of fix the wrongs that they that they that were committed for the series kind of incorporate the backstories um and bring it to a new generation a new audience um and i really do like the the manga i've read i've read most of it like half of it i think and it, it does kind of flesh out the characters a bit more and i've always said this and i'll say this forever if any i know a lot of people want to see a remake of 0079 um the original mobile suit gundam but i if anything needs a remake it's gundam wing man it fucking deserves it i feel gundam wings though in terms of contenders for getting a remake if they ever do decide to make a remake of i mean it, ha- it has it has new suits different suits redesigned suits more stories there's more to it they, there's so much there so much content there it does but gundam is that way man they just they they leave all these prospects on the table same thing with like ibo they would never cover the calamity war um and like all that there's just there's so much other there's so much other content in these independent gundam series that they <laughs> Floor, but they just like just leave it to fucking dry on the table, man. Like just do it, man. The the uh the IPs are there. Use it. Hopefully we get something. Part of the sauce is the teas, you know. You gotta you gotta they're basically just <laughs> what? <showing> some leg <laughs> in terms of the series, oh you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they draw you Ketra, in. Ketra, Ketra, let's talk about Ketra. You love that shit, Jose. You love that shit. That tease, yo. <laughs> La tentacion. For real, dude. <laughs> God orb. <laughs> okay. Catra. 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 <laughs> I 
At this point, I feel Ketra doesn't have as much room to grow as any of the other characters. We know he's kind-hearted. We know he's a team player. I feel the biggest thing that would have gone his way was when he lost it and started blowing up colonies. But that lasted, what, one other episode? Yeah. I feel Ketra is where... I guess Ketra is where he should be. He's a team player. He's... He's he's willing to help everybody else out. He he is what everybody else should be, or uh, more in terms of comrades. But I honestly feel Ketra does uh, doesn't have any other place to go afterwards. So while I still like the character, uh, I'm not expecting anything more from him. Sadly, he meshes well with Lena and in the Sand Kingdom. Like he belongs in the Sand Kingdom. He he does. Like it looks like he could be like maybe an advisor to uh, to Lena since he is also a bit more of a pacifist. Yeah, I also don't have really. Much to say on Ketra, I think. I thought they were going somewhere, yeah, like you said, with him realizing that, you know, they're gonna need to fight. Like, can't have... Well, they're still trying to have the complete and total pacifism, but I think the scenes of him realizing that that might not be realistic was good and could have gone somewhere, but... Like you said, it kind of lasted like two episodes. So, I don't know. <laughs> Total pacifism is hard, man. That shit doesn't... It, it's so hard to practice. Like, I'm surprised. I mean, it never it doesn't really get fleshed out because we have Lucrecia Noin just having those suits in the basement. And like, yeah, we have a defense, but Renino doesn't know about it. Well, when it comes to Ketra, um, I feel like the only thing that they that can come from him at this point in terms of like moving his character forward, or I don't even know if to say forward, but I guess really in any direction but back, is to pretty much just make him make him willing to use force in certain aspects. Because yes, he's like pacifist and whatnot, but um, I don't know, being being like switching to like badass thug mode is the only thing that I can think of that is something different and in the direction that would probably kind of serve his cause i mean like not in terms of like obviously pacifism and violence does not matter but like in the point that they're trying to make like you guys said is in they're trying to do basically they need to defend themselves and whatnot coming to some kind of understanding the only thing that i can think of and his character can move somewhere I guess. um so as an individual there's really not much to say i feel like he's kind of peak kind of peak at this point but uh you know as like a as like a, a duo that he had kind of going on with hero i thought that was really cool to see like I mentioned earlier, they were kind of like being bros. And honestly, it, it felt like Hero was acting a little bit like an older brother to him because Ketra kept asking him. Like he was really unsure about where they stood and his loyalties. You know, the colonies are betraying us. They see us as their enemies and all this kind of stuff. So he was just really, just really on the fence and really didn't know what direction he wanted to head in in terms of like anything really. So he's like talking to Hero and he's trying to get advice out of him. He's trying to pick his brain and he's you know hero is actually reciprocating kind of you know he's giving him stuff to work with he's telling him like you know we gotta give his his advice i guess earlier like um in that you know they gotta stand for themselves and whoever's their enemy is like you know just basically who attacks them and i don't know kind of have like a spine you know make your decisions stick by them and all that kind of stuff so i don't know it was just really interesting to see their their camaraderie um they had a good thing going, which I didn't really foresee. But, I mean, I guess the circumstances kind of played into that because, you know, they were fighting to the death just a little bit earlier. And now they're kind of just chilling with some dogs. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. It was it was cool to see. I enjoyed that. 
And I think that's the most interesting thing that I remember seeing from Ketra during these episodes. So as an as an individual, there's not so much more to him, but just seeing his interactions with others, like, you know, uh, like Hero, was still nice to explore. So maybe they'll do more of that later on down the line, or in these next batches of episodes with someone. Who knows? Maybe they'll pair him with Wufei and uh, turn him into a softie or something. I don't know. Probably not, but, you know, we'll see. That's what I have to say about it. So, Duo, did, did he get captured again? Did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> he technically did. Yeah, he did. For, like, yeah, a little bit. Is that is a capture light? Capture light. All right. So Duo is another person that gets uh gets to use the wing zero, uh, at the caveat of technically being found by an Oz. Uh, what was he? Oz officer Trent. Trent, whatever his name is. He gets used to test pilot the wing zero. So it technically gets captured again. <laughs> so uh, here, here's kind of the weird thing. So we mentioned back with wing zero about how it shows you the true enemy and stuff like that. Why was it showing him the death side? I don't really know. It just—I <laughs> don't know. Yeah. It just because did. It was, you abandoned it. I—I I, I don't know, man. Either or, what do you guys think about Duo this time around? He—he's—he's uh, uh, he's back with his little girlfriend. That was Hildy, right? Uh, it wasn't just some other random chick. Yep, Hildy's back. Uh, Love Hildy. She's great. Damn, I honestly expected more on Duo. Duo. Honestly, I got honestly, nothing. Duo's honestly just chilling, dude. Like he's still likable. He's still kind. You know, he's—he's he's getting getting closer and closer to the chick uh hildy more and more so that's kind of nice to see it's cute he has little moments um he's thinking about his homeboys every now and then he's like you know oh catra i don't know he's just chilling dude um he does see troa and you know that kind of that actually somewhat hit me a little bit in the feels because you know duo is so likable that when the hurt kind of comes to him like you see the hurt in his eyes like oh dude troa what you don't remember anything and all this it, it it was like a kind of tugged on my heartstrings just just a little bit at least and uh you know it's sauce when it comes to you know the series the experience so i don't know i feel like duo is just like a, a heart and the heart of this and uh there's really not much to say about him in terms of like progressing as a character he's just chilling but he's still likable so. i do honestly yeah, feel that duo hey, let me say my piece real quick I do feel like, like Ketra, Dua is also the character where he he is where he he kind of needs to be. Like there's there's not much room for growth at this point, or ever really. Like the other Gundam pilots, his mo most of his growth is just wanting to work more with others, and we we do see him working with uh, some rebel faction that is thing about working with the Trace faction, but he's. But Duo is still somewhat wary about working with former Oz soldiers. Well, Duo is like, he's a pirate. Then he, he jacked suits from Oz. That was, I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> so he does, he does use the Death Side stealth mode again because he just shows up randomly in front of a Leo that did not see him. Oh, I guess, yeah, you're right. I didn't really notice that. I just felt like he was just like just hiding in the shadows of the space. But yeah, yeah, that's true. That was like some some dokes surprise motherfucker moment. I don't know if you guys have seen Dexter. Yeah, I don't really have much to say on Duo this time around. Like like you guys love said, him, he's kind of. I do love him, and that's not gonna go away. But yeah, he didn't really. I mean, this. I feel like this focus was more on really on hero and Catra. Catra than anyone else so a lot of the other characters they got kind of sidelined so and duo was definitely one of them but you know i feel like every batch it kind of focuses on hero and somebody else and as a duo yeah, that's what i said i said maybe next time we'll be wufei in here <laughs> and we'll get some oh, that's right them. but uh hey, but yeah enough. yeah Damn, i'll expect it more all right <laughs> <laughs> Let's finish off with the sixth ranger, Zex. So he's in the mask again. No, I was like, what? 
<laughs> Why? So now he's now he's friends again. Hey, Kylo Ren. Hey, Tra- Trace is no longer in charge of Oz. Trace is no longer in Oz, so he can be friends. It, uh, this honestly just makes that resolve that he did in the last part about the whole when this mask breaks, we're not friends anymore. Again, it, it, uh, yeah, it's just it's just so bad now. He put that shit together, man. He Super glue that. Gorilla glue that shit. He Kylo rend it. He's talking to Master Roshi now, though, so. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> eh, eh. But, how, you talking about Howard? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. You might have mentioned this before, but is he also one of one of the people responsible for building the, the Proto-Zero? Um, he was involved. I know he's involved in the Toggies. I think he's involved. He, he He's boys with the other five scientists. Like they know, they know Howard. They're cool with Howard. Um, especially the 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 one that created the Death Side. That him and Howard are boys. Yeah, they're they're super cool. They don't, you don't really see those relationships, but they kind of mention him and shit. Um, I think he has some influence on the proto zero but i'm not 100 percent sure but yeah man now nah, howard's man i never fucking connected roshi with howard you guys just blew my mind <laughs> he's got a one <laughs> shirt and sunglasses <laughs> i don't know i never i never fucking looked at it the same man like howard he's not cool. he's not a pervy but he looks yeah he I turns buff the then we know nah man he's just a cool dude with some resources with the peace million and he's just hanging out fucking fixing mobile suits and he's chilling on the pacific ocean man he's got the hawaiian shirt my home <laughs> that's right the tall geese exploded oh, Sadly. oh god honestly I, since since the tall geese debut up until now it, it's, it's been just been looking cooler and cooler like i i legit might just get a gun plug of the tall geese yeah, the tall geese puts in the most work like i'm watching this thing the tall geese has been putting in the most work out of everybody that shit has we- had the best scenes as a mobile suit in the entire series, that shit is bobbing and weaving, slashing and gunning. That thing is doing everything. Yeah, and Trey's uh, uh, Zex Marquis is like a god now because he's he's like this thing's too slow for me. It's like, <laughs> what you were di- you you had an aneurysm when you got in it the first time. Yeah, Matt Amaro vibes too because Amaro was saying the same shit right in the in the one year war. Oh yeah, Amaro started getting to the point where uh, it wasn't just the Gundams and. Just the Gundam that was winning. It was Amuro's. Amuro was becoming an ace pilot, and he just yeah. he needed something better by that point. Yeah. So there was that was. I think that was a homage somehow. Like I think it's a homage to Amuro, where it's like, yeah, my reaction time is it's too slow. It's too slow. Amuro used to say the same shit about the RX seventy eight. It's too slow. It's too slow. And then they upgraded it, and now it's like he just got a whole new fucking suit that was about to blow up, and he just like rolled up in there. It's like I have faith in you, Wing Zero. <laughs> I know they they put charges on you, and they're gonna blow you. Well, but I think you would survive that. And it did. And it did, yeah. yeah. Roll the dice on that shit. He's dead when, either way. When he got into the Wing Zero, I thought this dude was going to master it immediately. I expected it. I expected it. But no, he, he, he is affected the same way as everybody else. Yeah. But I feel he takes it a little bit better than everybody else. He doesn't seem to go on a rampage like the others. Yeah, but he's also not trying to fight when he's fighting Wu Fei. Oh, in fairness, true. Yeah. <sighs> Him putting back on the helmet kind of ruined everything that <laughs> happened last time for me. Because, yeah, he does make like this big old statement, and he just puts it back on immediately. And, Wait, which he does for Relina's sake. Like he legit was like, all right, yeah, because he, he, he was coming in as Miliardo Peacecraft. It was like I had to put on the helmet, to go back to Zex Marquis, so uh, I don't, I don't fuck up the same kingdom. Yeah, I can't be fucking around in space as fucking a Peacecraft man. I gotta be, I gotta be Zex. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna be, if I'm gonna do fuckboy shit in space. I gotta be Zex Marquis. And he just cut his hair and say, like, I'm Catra's brother. 
Different eye color. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Zex blows up the tall geese and then Rest gets curb stomped by Wu Fei. First character. Hey, he. Uh, <laughs> He was fighting Wu Fei and fighting the Zero System. Yeah, it's been that's definitely been a theme. They're like every everyone who's gotten into the Zero System is just fighting their opponent, and you got into Wing Zero is fighting their opponent and the system at the same time. Man, that shit is trippy, bro. You imagine that shit? You in a battlefield and you just just tripping on LSD at the same time? That can't be a good time. Future. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> they oh, say man. you can what see the future. That? I'm not getting these references anymore. Like, what the, what the yeah, fuck? Ni yo tampoco, bro. I hope, I hope there's viewers out there that are just like, oh, yeah, that's great. Come on. Is that <laughs> it? Are you, are you trying to appeal to a broader audience? Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. What, what, so, wait, wait. Since we were talking about like him and the Zero System and whatnot, um, didn't they say... I remember that they said that the Zero System like boosts the pilot abilities in itself. So, mm-hmm. I mean, while they do lose themselves, like they lose their emotional control and they're getting like triggered and all this crap they're at the same time they're still going like they're performing better because the zero system actually helped like not just in that crazy way but apparently they said that it just makes their combat ability better right yeah it pushes them to their limit and surpasses that limit as well yeah but it surpasses the limit that a human is capable of like even duo mentions it like whoever can master that system is pretty much the pinnacle of humanity or above humanity it just takes practice Again, Wu Fei's gonna master it in one shot. Would go, would go. This is a joke. <laughs> All right, so let, uh, let's go ahead and talk about the Bay, Relina. Are they gonna say Dorothy? Oh, we'll talk about her afterwards. <laughs> 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 the two the two blondes, yo, we gotta talk about both of them. Alright, so Relena is uh what is she? She's did she did she revive the the same kingdom? We don't know. She went there and now she's oh, she has a school there. She has a school there basically. Yeah. Right, so pacifism has been Sang Kingdom's main thing. It's been, it's Relena's new thing after, you know, telling Hero to kill Zex. But uh, you know, that that's that was in the past. So we were touching up on it a bit earlier mark you had you had something to say didn't you about the whole pacifism but needing to defend yourself yeah relina is dumb for thinking that this is actually gonna work there's literally no way that this works at all she needs to have a defense force at least in the background just to help him out when when somebody like the roma fellers come back like there's always gonna be remnants there's always gonna be people that think like that and thinking that truth pacifism is gonna work is basically like a heavy-handed dictatorship because you have to manage and mitigate literally the lives of everybody and everything so i don't know if i totally agree with relina i think she's kind of reaching for the stars but definitely gonna fall short so i just had to throw that out there (laughs) pacifism is a dream that can only be achieved in fantasy sadly well also um to what mark said just to throw in you know i remember that something that hero said that was actually kind of true or uh, i don't know true interesting is that when he chimed in on the idea of total total pacifism he said that total pacifism is what people uh are hoping for and people can't live without hope so i mean i guess that's kind of a good thing that she's inspired that she's inspiring i guess and she is inspiring other nations because we have taught like they touch on it that a lot of nations are kind of following the Sang Kingdom role, Sang Kingdom as a role model in total pacifism and kind of giving up those armaments. Uh, but since I fucked up earlier, I'll say it again: Lucrezia Noy is keeping a fucking whole army in the basement. What's up with that? <laughs> well, I I think because 
Lucrecia is looking. Nolene is looking forward. Uh, not not forward to a war. She's she's seeing the dangers that are all completely around her. The Roma fellows are the Roma Fellow Foundation is constantly at their door, and they, they will show up at any point. We need this, or we're just gonna get stomped. Word. It's kind of like Catra uh, when he speaks with his dad, he, and his dad's like, "Why'd you go there? Why'd you choose to fight?" And he's like, "Because you have to realize that you know no one else is gonna do this, and to achieve our goal, we're gonna have to you know at least do something." So, you know, yeah, like. Like it's it's ideal and it's definitely something that is that people can hope for but i think uh really needs to put some you know some suits on that back burner just in case get some more white tauruses man those things yeah. are sick looking dude they're so cool that's so dope yeah with the fucking purple inner frame which is dope and i have to give it up that's like one suit where i'm like okay that's a grunt suit i can get behind what no go ahead what 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 <laughs> 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 she started saying something that we're like, oh wait, you were saying something? Go ahead. And I'm like, no, it's true. Like what? <laughs> Go ahead. Facts. Oh. <laughs> well, then he just kind of jumped onto that thing. So I was like, oh wait, he st- he is spitting facts. That is true. So I concur with that. But anyway, I was gonna ask you guys, like, what do you guys actually think, like, just about her character, like, without delving into like, you know, talking about other characters? How do you guys feel about her develop or wherever she is, I guess, in terms of the story here? How do you feel about her character? I guess it's nice that she's not as weirdly obsessed with hero as she used to be yeah now now we didn't run to his plane (laughs) yeah but now we know that it's it is it is love and not some weird ass obsession for dying because you know i love the look that she gave him when he was coming down the stairs and he's like oh welcome to my fucking country bro what's up giving him the bedroom she was like "Hmm." (laughs) again 14 hormones i mean i love i love i've always loved relina relina is great um what she's doing right now is incredible she is a 14 15 year old girl pretty much running a country running a country running an institution um she got she got some amazing like mind-blowing news thrown at her saying that hey you know you're actually you're you're a peace craft and you belong to this whole other country and she was like all right that's gonna be my life now so she goes all the way to the same kingdom and just throws herself into the ideology um, of what the same kingdom represents which is total pacifism and it says like yeah this makes sense i actually like this ideal i believe in my, what my biological father was preaching and i'm going to take up the mantle and continue that and miliardo don't make me fucking look bad when that talkie's out in space what's wrong with you <laughs> no but she 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 does also fully know that uh zex <laughs> I, I just got confused by that that zex put on the mask so that uh it wouldn't fuck up with the same kingdom as, as we said earlier like she she's knew dope, that she knew that like, immediately yeah, she's a dope fucking politician by the way for her to go to oh, she's, Feller, amazing. she's an amazing politician for a 14 year old girl she's an incredible politician for her to go to roma feller and they're like oh we got this dude who is your brother who is like legitimately wiping out our forces like i don't know who the fuck that is you're showing on the screen that's not my brother that's zex marquis all right, my brother's name is Mugliardo. Call me when you got real shit. Like, I'm going back to the same kingdom. Drops the mic. <laughs> she reverse Uno card to them Oz hoes. 
Hell fucking yeah. She's dope, man. Raina's dope. Like, she's she's become an incredible woman and just such a short span. She grew up quick. Does also know really- when to give up. Um, oh, thank you. Keep going. Yeah, I want to, you know, air this out because this is going to be crucial to when we watch another series ahead in the future. I- and I'm I'm seeing that I'm going to re- I'm going to, you know, relay to this character again. Um, but you know, Relena is really poised and strong and, you know, in the, you know, the challenges of promoting total pacifism. While it's unrealistic, I I still have like a respect for it because she's at least willing to like face down her enemies and die holding on to her beliefs all. So, I feel like she's really noble that way and she's just, you know, even like to people that are trying to undermine her and, or in some way or I don't know it came off as like trying to undermine her to me like with Dorothy um and like Pagan's trying to like Pagan her butler dude um he's like trying to throw shade and like oh Dorothy's trying to screw you over and all this kind of stuff and she even like protects her she's like she's like yo don't sl- don't slander her she's just chilling like i don't know she's really adult she's really respectable for that in in my eyes and she's just like happy to you know hear that hero is visiting and yeah she does still kind of like somewhat fangirl over him but like you guys said it's not in such an obsessed manner anymore and she's just calm and plays it off pretty coolly after and even like in every way that she's challenged for like her mannerisms and, and just her struggles for peace she like meets those challenges head on and i just genuinely appreciate that about her character she's just not willing to back down and even when she starts questioning herself she kind of feels like she's kind of starting to pick up her resolve over again and she just kind of goes into the fire she steers into the skid and i don't know she's just kind of badass like that to me and I, i'm appreciating you know her character and everything you know the whole scenario that Pico presented earlier that she like she uh she totally lawyered those you know oz hoes um that was a thug move she's just a beast <laughs> i got massive respect for her um Bags. yeah she's she's telling all the haters that she, that she won't fight she'll stand for her ideals and you know she'll stick she'll stick to her guns really or more like her non-gun her people uh, so i don't know like i respect that and there's a character down the line that i am going to fucking destroy uh using relena as a reference because so far Elena is proving to be uh, a much better character than the character I will will get to later on in, <laughs> in another series. But my point is, Relena's great, and um, I'm really digging, really digging her in this series. Like her growth, her changes, her her um, the way that she's evolved. I, I appreciate her, and I'm looking forward to seeing how the series ends with her. I guess or where she ends by the end of the series and whatnot. Hopefully, it's good, but. Even at least at this point, I pretty much have mostly good things to say about her. Well, Relina gets compared a lot to the princess in Double O, Gundam Double O, and the... That is exactly who we're thinking of. And and also, um, IBO. Um, I, f- I forget their names. Kuderia, I, I always feel like that. That's what you know, Now Delia you know that's Adam the one he likes. Yeah, now you know Delia that's Adam the one he likes. <laughs> Uh-huh. Hey, me that chick and then um I forget I forget the, So I don't wanna like do any spoilers to which one you're alluding to here, but it's definitely one of those two. Hey, consider yes, you, and and look at the obvious look at the pro tags of uh, the uh those series too. Oh my god. They have their heroes. <laughs> they have their heroes in both of those. Right. They set the dynamic. Marcos that's, en- <laughs> that's enough future talk. We can move on to yeah. Nah, 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 nah. We're going, we hit, we hit Dorothy now. Like, what, what are we do? All right, Dorothy, Dorothy. <laughs> let's do All it. Right. Let's do it. All right. So for for the record, the first time I saw her, I thought she looked a lot like Katagina Juice Loose. You know what I thought she was. looked like? She's trays with a blonde wig. 
That too. That's what I thought. Oh, the eyebrows. Oh, well, the eyebrows. Coño, you're right. I've never <laughs> seen that. I never noticed that before. Oh yes, I think by freaking trays. Dog, the eyebrows. <laughs> you never made I, I thought I skipped something. Because I'm like, did they explain that she's Trey's like in some way, shape, or form yet? Because she like does, she like looks up, and it literally looks exactly, exactly like Trey's Black with a blonde wig. <laughs> That's mad true. But she's um, she's uh, Duke Dermale's granddaughter. Yeah, she's Duke Dermale's granddaughter. So Trey's could be the father, and we don't know. Trey's gonna legitimately be the father, and we don't know. Oh, that's oh, never Trey's is like. That's something. never that's never explained. He's like 19 actually. He's crazy. Wait, is that no, really I, never explained? Did we go just give us some slight spoilers? Is it is there really no connection between Trey's and No, there's no connection. Not that Holy I know of. There's no connection. No! <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> She's literally Trey's with a blonde wig. I've never noticed <laughs> that. But no, yeah, there is no there's no connection. There is no connection. Um, oh my god. She kind of looks up to him, but there's no connection. He styled her eyebrows because she looks up to him. Their, their explanation. Her face is the same, though. That's not true. She even has oh. the hairs, the three little hairs. Oh my god. <laughs> Gundam conspiracy time. All right. <laughs> Oh man, I thought that I thought I was gonna get my I thought I was gonna get my question answered. That threw me for a loop. Jesus Christ! All right, all right, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> all right, so as Stevico said, he she is the granddaughter of basically the enemy, who Relena, in all her kindness, lets her join the school that she is running. And boy, is this girl thirsty for fighting! Hmm. Like, oh. She also has a slight obsession with Hero, but that's mostly because of the name and because, you know, he's a Gundam pilot and wants to fight and she is hungry for fights. Who She also challenges to a f- to fencing and almost... <laughs> she got shard, basically. I was expecting somebody else to pick that up from there. I'm just still in total shock that there's literally no connection between her so, and Trey's. I'm looking at her wiki right now and she's related to Trey's because of like the aristocratic it looks like there's a lot of like not inbred per se but like I agree. the Ro- yeah there, there's there's the Romafeller foundation like Trey's is, she's so Trey's is her step cousin for whatever that means uh, her her father her grandfather is is Duke de Mayo Catalonia um her mother her father is Chilias Catalonia and her uncle is Hundelt Catalonia and her step cousin is Trey's Cushionada and then she has another cousin which is Trey's big brother in here I, step cousin so they're step cousins oh my god i i blew my own mind with that yeah holy hell all right uh shocking revelations aside <laughs> what do you guys think about this battle hungry character i love her but go ahead you guys go first I'll, I'll be honest i don't have that much issues with her i thought before mark blew my mind about her looking exactly like Trey's. i thought she looked like katagina from Victory, which again we're referencing Victory. There we go. Yep, you guys love it. Oh, you absolutely love it. You guys so love will... to you love to hate it. You love to hate it. So I was worried that she was just going to be some character that's there, doesn't really do anything, and then by the end of the series, she's going to end up being like super important for no real reason. But she, uh, again, she is the daughter of Duke Dermain, the main from the main dude for the Romanfeller Foundation. And her, it's kind of hard to tell her allegiance at the moment. She likes Relina in like not not in the not in that way, but you know, she finds her interesting as as she does Hero and the other Gundam pilots because she's obsessed with fighting. God damn it, Jose! But she is, again, she is part of the Romanfeller 
Rumfeller family, so I, I'm interested to see, like, what she's gonna end up being, or what she's gonna end up doing. So, as far as right now, I have no complaints. I do like her. Yeah, I really have no issues with her so far. I think she's, she's like, <clears throat> she's like pestering Relina, but I see a bit more as, like, kind of trying to peek into the mind of her, like, what exactly you got going on here, and is it gonna work, and what are your answers to my questions gonna be, and stuff like that, but other than other than that, I don't, like, yeah, I'm with Garcelle on this. Don't really have much to say about her so far, but she's not, like, I don't hate her or anything. Interested, basically. Yeah. So, you she, know, go ahead. No, never mind. <laughs> no, la, 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 I wanna hear it. I was just gonna say that I, I, I was, because she looks so much like Trey's, I, I thought Still that she was gonna... That. I know, no, but this is more of not just a jokes aside. I really did think that because she looks like Trey's, there was going to be some connection there. So that's where I was looking at it as when I was watching it. But knowing that kind of changed my changes my um, perception of her a little bit because I, I was looking at her as an antagonistic character like Trey's because she looks like him. So I thought she was going to try and be like him, like manipulative and which she still could possibly be. But I just was leaning more towards that uh, on a bias because she looked like him. But I guess now knowing that that that's really no real relation there, it, it makes me look at it in a different light. It looks like they were like they grew up together or something like that. Or she was around them when they were kids. But um, there's no I don't think there's any blood relations there um uh, but not direct blood not direct blood yeah she's she's enamored it's like so i i love dorothy because of what the because of the role that she plays she is the direct opponent to relina like you have hero who's like yeah i'm a soldier and i enjoy battles or i'm you know i'm a warrior battles are what they are but he doesn't give a shit like he's gonna i i I have my own opinion. He was like, I have my own opinion. I'm going to do my own thing. I don't really care to speak to you. Where Dorothy is combating Relina on every front about her position on total pacifism. Dorothy is a warmonger in a sense. She loves war. She loves battle. She loves bloodshed. She thinks she sees the beauty in it, just like Trace. Trace actually sees the beauty in it as well. So that's her position in it. She's like, yeah, Relina, have you ever even seen a battle in person? It's beautiful. You know, she's, I don't know if she, ever been in a battle at this point but she like it seems like she's she's just loves watching people freaking kill themselves or kill each other um and yeah she's like there's beauty in that and i am i love that and relina i know that you're all about total pacifism but these are why i am about war and why war is important in, in society and humanity and relina is, is is fighting back and they're butting heads so she's there to challenge relina straight up and let's see let's see how it goes yeah, you know, no, you guys, I actually like the points that you guys made because I didn't really have much to say about this character like in general at all. Um I feel like she she'd choke you, bro. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I think uh You wouldn't even need I'd to ask down. her to step on you. No, yeah, just, she'd I, step on you hard, bro. I don't think I'd be down for it from her. Like what? She, you know, it's just, it's those eyebrows. It eyebrows. She's gotta do something about them. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> those, dude. Those eyebrows they're, just, they're deal breaker, dude. Let's revisit that in the next episode and see if you still feel that way. Make a note of that. Make a note of that. Will Will Jose still feel that way by the next episode? No stepping on by Dorothy. Like actually, Ew. I think she's kind of interesting the way that you guys were like, you know, talking about her. And I did catch on like what Mark was saying, and that like um she was like picking Relena's brain, and I thought that that's I think that's the best thing I liked about her. 
but it's just her fucking eyebrows just they distract me so much that i just i, I didn't want to like her character for that in fact i don't really like her that much other than just that she's kind of interesting for what she does and the way that she like challenges relena but you know them eyebrows gotta do something about them what was that other anime with the eyebrows was it fully coolie or <laughs> was that yeah. you're thinking of a naruto no, it's not Naruto. I think it's Fully Cooly. ReZero? Oh. Um, does, does it do what you guys never seen Fully Cooly? I, I have a long time oh, ago. With a, with a one officer dude that just yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and cool, they cool. just like eyebrows they they literally talk to him they look at him and they're just like eyebrows and it's like yeah yeah that, that that's that's that yeah yeah oh, is it the red haired guy yeah, yeah. The red. I think so I think See, yeah. that guy's. Yeah, he's got some like rockly eyebrows. I think those see, are bigger than rockly. Those, those are just bushy brows. Like, there's nothing wrong about that. But this bitch's <laughs> eyebrows—they're just like fucking snakes heading in different directions. Like, I ain't feeling them, dude. It just bothers me. So they—they're not on fleek. You're telling me they're not on fleek? Mm, I don't know. I ain't vibing with it right now. You know? God, uh, you. Shit. <laughs> we'll see where it goes, though. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> we talked about Trace here and there. So let's go ahead and talk about the whole villain villain stuff. I, am, I, am I the only one confused with all the jumping around kind of thing? No. Okay, then it's just me. I'm an idiot. It, Thank you, Deepika. No, no, no. You, you know, you're the you're not the only one confused. I'm like it's it's confusing as fuck. Um, so, Trey is like a bad guy, and then it's kind of like a good guy right now. I think because he's he doesn't want to do the whole mobile doll thing, and he's under house arrest. Oh, is that uh, because because of the whole? So the moment he says like, "Yo, fuck the mobile dolls. I don't want to do this," and they and they took him off the whole Oz thing. Mm-hmm. the Trace faction pops up and it's just a bunch of, you know, uh, soldiers fighting under Trace's name. So I, I thought there was something important, but are these guys operating independently? They're I, independent. I mean, They're totally independent. They're not... Trace didn't tell them shit. Trace is under house arrest. He might, like, give an order here and there, but I don't think Trace is in any communications with them. He's never shown to actually speak to any of them. They're just like, you guys are... You guys are held, you're holding our, like, idol captive, and and we're gonna fucking fight for his freedom. And I think that's what that is. They're chasing, chasing, chilling. He's building the Epion. You don't even give a fuck about this little guy. Yeah, he like emphasizes that he has no authority over anybody at this point. Yeah, Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, except for Aunt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he has all the authority for that. Total. Damn. Uh, well, when I talked about getting confused, I meant like, so when we start off wing, basically it's the Earth Sphere Alliance that is basically the main enemy, which we later find out, hey, some of them want peace. So then Trey's is like straight up, uh, get Trick's hero into killing the pacifist. So it's like, hey, now Oz is the enemy. But then it's like Trey's is the main, not Trey's. Zex is technically the first, the main issue. And then it goes into Trey's. Then Trey's decides, fuck, fuck this mobile doll shit. I want to do, I don't, I don't like this. So then the Romerfeller Foundation is constant, is now the main issue. Yeah. And like, it, it, it wouldn't be as confusing if they just stuck to saying Oz, Oz is the villains, Oz, Oz, Oz is the enemies. But it, they're constantly going from, it's the Alliance, it's Oz, it's Zex, it's Trey's, it's the Romerfellers. That's the part that kind of started confusing me but i mean it's better than with wing gundam with wing gundam <laughs> my bad <laughs> with g gundam 
where it switches off main villains like pretty frequently. Here, you can argue that Oz is the main the main thing, but just just switching off hands as to who's controlling it. Yeah, I mean it's super realistic in that fashion. Whereas like you go at first it's the alliance, um, and then it's like Oz is a subsect of the alliance, and then Oz takes over the alliance and kind of abolish uh, like dis- you know dismantles the alliance. But then Oz is also a has a parent company which is Roma Feller Foundation, which oversees all of Oz is doing. And if Oz is you know steps out of line, Roma the Roma Feller Foundation will come in and be like, "Yo, what the fuck? Like, let's do. You have your your purpose. You're a you know you're a child company of what we're taking care of. You're part of a larger picture. Um, so it's very realistic in how I guess real world is because there's a lot of like shelf companies out there and shit like that, and there's one corporation to rule them all, one one faction to rule them all. So I like i mean it's fucking heavy as hell for a series an anime that's targeted to like 13 to 15 year olds i guess or 18 year olds 13 to 18 year olds but um it's very realistic in that sense where that's how that's really how the world works you really don't know who the enemy is and even the gundam pilots say that like who is my enemy who is my enemy i don't know who the enemy is because that's always going to change because you once you defeat one enemy and once you kind of conquer that you didn't realize that that's just a fucking puppet of a bigger entity behind it all why is zero system so important it shows you the true enemy exactly it's Dukter man well i was gonna say that uh when we were talking about hero and we mentioned that there's a lot he hasn't been in the gundam a lot um i was gonna say it's mainly because there is so much exposition in this series compared to the other ones we've watched because it has to explain all these this web of connections between each and every faction who's with who who's setting where and who's doing what and you know it's not a bad thing definitely um but it does yeah so that's kind of what i was thinking why we haven't seen our main protagonist front and center as much as another series i guess it's basically all very heavy-handed in its exposition like maybe it should have been dispersed a little bit more so like in the past few episodes or the episodes before it i don't know necessarily um maybe it's just the pacing we'll look at it like next time when we actually finish the whole series but i feel like it'll probably be just the pacing kind of taking a little bit of a hit because it's like speeding up the exposition heavily during these like episodes and uh who knows yeah it could have benefited from that or i I don't know like even if uh they just switched a few things around but because it doesn't feel like really bad or anything it's definitely not bad in my in my opinion it's not bad but um it just feels i get what you mean and it's feeling a a tiny bit rushed because of that at this point so whether it feels even more rushed in the next batch of episodes we'll we'll see but yeah so aside from explain explaining some of the few details that we're still wondering about with wing coming to a close what are you guys hoping to see Typico, is there anything you're worried that we're going to react negatively to that you love? Um, I want to see, I want to hear your reactions about like the suits coming up. Oh, there's more suits coming up? Not that there's more suits coming up, but just like the final pieces in play, like with the Gundam, like they're, you know, the Sand Rockets just came back. We saw that. Um, uh, Spoiler, that doesn't change. That stays the way it is Um, to the last (laughs) episode. So like, yeah, like I want to hear what you guys think about how, how they kind of approached the mechanics of what suits got upgraded what suits may or may have not gotten upgraded what they should have done there um and i do 
like you know we uh, you know this is this is maybe like a light shonen where there's a bunch of these teenagers kind of you know trying to save the world or save the future so i do want to hear a lot more of how they interact with each other more and how their relationship grows and changes in the next uh how many episodes we got left like 13 13 and the next 13 episodes yeah i i a lot i I didn't realize in the last 13 episodes so much more happens because yeah there's there's a lot more that that does go down and um it's interesting and i I can't wait to hear you guys out of i i forget which one of you never seen wing only one of you guys have seen wing before this right yeah i'm the only one who's seen seen it but i have not a lot of memory of it compared to like G Gundam. I love, I love, I fucking love this. Like hearing like people who have a, a fresh take and also like a revisited take because it, I mean, it's so it's such a complex guy. It's such a damn complex series that you hear so much different um, perspectives on it. And I just, I can't wait to get your, you guys' input on everything that happens and how the, the series concludes. Oh, man. We feel fuzzy inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a- to how we... <laughs> Compared to how we've been talking, we we have talked fairly well about the series. So I don't think unless something a la Double Zeta happens, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure we're going to enjoy the series by the end of it. Yeah, and by all means, like, be, I know you guys have been, like, 100% real this whole time. But don't, like, yeah, don't pull any punches because I'm around. Oh, no. I'm but waiting. I'm waiting for that one slip up. I'm waiting for that one slip up so I can be like, yeah, you know what? G Gundam forever. <laughs> G Gundam curb stomps this series we'll see if it happens but by this point in this series i wouldn't be surprised because every single series up to this point has had that you know that flip turn like oh what who's this who's this guy coming out of the shadows to be the new main villain if trace kushanada comes out of the shadows to be the new main villain well i'm fully expecting that to happen but we'll see because it happens in every single one of these series that they'll they'll be like oh episode 45 oh yeah we defeated the roma fellers everything's all cleared up wiping my hands with this what trays and then we got to deal with him but that's kind of what i'm expecting to happen i don't know if it will but <laughs> we'll see that was but beautifully I... put and that was beautifully put i can't wait for next saturday when we record the next episode <laughs> that was beautifully put and it's oh yeah let's do this oh this is amazing you guys are awesome <laughs> what to look forward to for the series let's see uh want some more i want some badass combat like if i'm being honest uh there have been decent moments moments of combat like the only standout to me was um trays versus uh hero in the arctic with the gundam heavy arms who did i say oh yeah not trace uh (laughs) sex yeah my bad fucked up there anyway yeah um yeah zex mark that's the only standout that's kind of fucked up dude (laughs) Yeah, honestly, like, because the rest of it has just been very... Curve stomps. Just flying, yeah, just curve stomps. They're just flying around, and they're spread, they're, like, spraying and praying, and it's hitting everything, and it's blowing shit up. Easy peasy, and so there really hasn't been, like, a lot of interesting, like, moments of, like, the combat in terms of, like, the, the mobile suit combat. So I feel like the series kind of is a little bit lacking in that respect. But in terms of like the characterization, I think that that's really been the shining thing with this series and personally to me at least. So while I enjoy that, I want to see if this last batch can like rectify that and maybe elevate the series just a little bit more for me but like you know even so it's not something that i'm gonna like bitch and moan about it's like there's some solid stuff in this series and it's not like it's not like trash it's not like freaking victory or anything like it's it's solid and then there's a standout yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) but you know i 
I want to see if there's like anything that that's also memorable that happens at the end, like in terms of like a battle moment. Um, and uh, let's see. At this point, I just want them to shove Wu Fei in the back and just say fuck that guy. Uh, there's you know we don't really have much to do with him. Let's ignore him. Nobody likes him. Nobody cares about him because I sure as hell don't. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, just uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Oh, and uh, like Deepiko was saying, we'll see if um dorothy can win me over even with those brows damn I, I think she can i got mama yo who got let's, let's do a poll who's 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 in it five bucks that jose is simping over dorothy by the next episode <laughs> she 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 seems like a character that he would if you're all right i'll, I'll put it in I'll, I'll, i'm in I'm in. That's that's the dream girl for you, Jose, bro. That's that's the mommy chula for you, bro. That just Damn. look past that, man. Oh, look shit. past the eyebrows, bro. It's, you know, but you know, inside. Hey, someone hit about the That's all you, bro. Uh, maybe we need to start making a tier list for these people because I want to see, like, because right now I think Haman Karn is like his top. I want to see who if anyone can dethrone her in the future. <laughs> That's that's an episode in itself. We do an episode where Jose ranks and discusses the women of Gundam of his life. I'm down, Mark. <laughs> yeah, <it's> on you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Jose's a little the superficial aspects of this of this chick might get to him because because you know I'm just gonna sway the sway the bet right now and say that if uh, I don't know if Jose can sit there and be like, yeah, I'd let Trace Kushranada step on me. <laughs> like <laughs> we'll see we'll see we'll see and yo there might be like a party scene coming up where jose is like all right, she's a guy in a dress. oh god is, is this gonna be a victory thing oh shit no <laughs> what? These... oh right right oh, all right <laughs> well, mark mark just end it real quick just end it so we can explain it to people <laughs> it's, it's it's i mean it's not a turn a thing i'll tell you that there's no none of that oh, <laughs> oh god something's gonna happen turn a too <laughs> all right all right and with that we will end this session of uh gundam wing and we'll see you all next time when we conclude our watch through and where can everyone find you at gundam typico yeah what's up everybody um gundam typico your boy coming at you from queens new york you can find me on instagram at Gundam Tipico. That is at G-U-N-D-A-M-T-I-P-I-C-O. Gundam Tipico. Ya tu sabes. Take care, everybody. All right. We'll see you all next time, everybody. Uh, go ahead and give him a follow. He's been a fantastic guest, and we're sad that next week will be our last episode with him for a while, but he might come back. You never know. I'm coming back for Alex Waltz. You know that. Let's get it. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Peace.